Welcome to the Gift of Giving Life podcast, where we talk about the spirituality of pregnancy and birth and everything revolving around that. And I'm so excited to have Orchid here today. First, I want to say why I'm extra excited because Orchid is one of my personal friends. And also I've attended one of her births. And so that was extra special. So I'm a little bit extra excited to have Orchid here today. Orchid Cameron is a stand-up comic. She teaches trauma-conscious yoga and meditation. She facilitates support groups and leads yoga classes for prenatal mothers. She has become a supportive voice in the domestic violence community and is committed to using her personal experience to positively impact others in similar situations to hers. A film director, she's made seven shorts and been an official selection in film festivals. With a degree in theater, she's also taught acting, film directing, and screenwriting. She is the owner of Reconnection Ab Lab, an online and live course to repair abs and pelvic floor postnatally. She's a mother of a 21-year-old and a six-year-old herself, so she knows all about these issues. (laughs) And her mission is to end pain in as many people as possible and light the fire in others to maximize their fun and pleasure. So welcome, Orchid. I'm so excited that you are here today. So I would love to hear how you found out about the gift of giving life. All right, awesome. In the early 2000s, I was very good friends with Felice Austin. We were were the, the, the single moms in the neighborhood. We'd hang out a lot. And I read all of her blogs and I was the, the unofficial spelling error finder. So I would always email her and be like, hey, did you mean to say this? And am I embarrassing you that I'm doing this? She's like, no, please do this for me. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so I've listened to and read different things about the book and the podcast and the blog. Yeah. So you've basically been there since preconception of the gift of giving life. So how has the gift of giving life, either the book or the podcast helped you in your life? So I gave birth in 2001, like before the podcast, and I just know medical birth is a hostile takeover. Just like you don't own your body. You're a product. I felt very much. I just wanted to do things a little bit my way. And they're like, no way. (laughs) It just was really an intense experience that birth is treated like only a bad emergency. And that was really a negative experience to deal with nurses and doctors telling me I know nothing and that they're more important than me. And so I just kind of knew inside myself that that wasn't right. Once I started reading and listening, it was reflecting the light that was already in myself of something better. So just things like, I don't know, like it was great to finally hear someone else say that yeah, you should give birth on all fours. That's an acceptable position. Like just things that just like, I'm like, oh, finally. Another aspect is I don't think of my body as a dirty, disgusting thing. And my spirit is something beautiful and amazing. I see my body as holy and a gift. And I feel like the philosophy of the book, our bodies are holy. The act of giving birth is holy. That I am powerful that God is higher than the doctor. And that's like such a revolutionary idea. Like it's not to us, but I, I don't know. Like I, one of my best girlfriends was like, she said she went to her doctor and her doctor was like, what's your birth plan? And she's like, I plan on showing up at the hospital and you taking the baby out. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Cause I'm like, 
we are so different. That's not my birth plan. That was never my, but I feel like that was one of my closest friends. She's like very educated. She's very intelligent and she does not trust her body at all. It's really nice to have kind of a support group of other women who trust our bodies, trust God to be there, trust that it's a spiritual, holy experience and not a quote, medical emergency. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Just having that shared perspective on our bodies and that they are really amazing and wonderfully made and God helps us in in the birth process. And that's just, we're not alone, but back to bodies being amazing. I would be a doctor if I didn't pass out when I saw blood. I took way more human biology courses than a theater degree requires. I do paintings. I mean, for the last 20 years, I paint giant organs. So I'll paint a three foot tall heart or I'll paint the large intestine or I'll paint small intestine. Like I like to paint organs. Some people think it's weird, especially like the human heart. If you look at it, the way the veins go over it, it almost looks like a tree root that is over a rock. Like it's just beautiful. It's beautiful and amazing and complex. And yeah, there's like a divinity to how it was made. I feel like people oversimplify how amazing the body is and how many moving parts there are to keep us alive. So just like the idea that like the capillaries are one blood cell at a time through a tiny tube. That's amazing to think about. How just like the body repairs itself. That blows my mind. And I feel like in a way, studying the science of the body is like a form of worship. It's a ma- magical, holy thing. Like it's, it's amazing when something scientific is so complex, it feels like magic. Yes. Oh, I like that. And when you just think that we can grow a human inside of us, it sounds like- It is like magic. So I would love it if you could share a time that you've experienced the divine nature of pregnancy birth. Thanks for asking. So the biggest think I, I think I've experienced about the divine nature of pregnancy is how much I prayed for my baby. We just could not get pregnant. And it only took a year to get pregnant. And some people spend 10, 15 years trying to get pregnant. But that year was so gruesome for me. Like every time I took a pregnancy test and it was a negative, devastated every single month of that year, I took a test. And then I just was like, I I can't do this anymore. I can't take a test anymore. And I asked everyone in like a prayer group I was in to pray for me. Individuals started praying for me. I changed my diet. And then I, um, I kind of forgot about it. And as I was descending in a plane landing in England, I was like, I don't feel right. I'm, I'm more seasick than normal. I didn't even think I might be pregnant. And then a couple days later, I was like, oh wait, my period's late but I still was too scared to take a test. I waited two more days and then I took a test. On the way to the test, I passed out. (laughs) On the way to just buying it from like a Boots in England. That's like a CVS in England. And I took it and I was, I still, I think I didn't even take it that day. Like I was like so scared to take it. I kept delaying taking it because I didn't want to get a no. And then I found out I was pregnant on Christmas Eve. And I told my mother-in-law in the hallway, I was like, hey, so I'm pregnant. And she jumped up and down happy. And then my son, I think he was, what, 14 at the time. He opened up the door from his room at my mother-in-law's house and was like, you're what? And it was like such a like sitcom magic moment. It was just magical. I am around pregnant women all the time. I'm around brand new moms all the time. And 
almost every single person struggled with fertility. Almost every single person had a struggle. And actually, I think I am the only person I know that hadn't had a pregnancy loss. That's pretty intense of an experience. I guess that's more of my advice to new mothers or people struggling. Like it is so not quote normal, but it's very, it happens to a lot of people. And I feel like every single one of the women who told me that they lost a pregnancy felt alone, felt bad about themselves, felt like they did something wrong, felt like a failure as a woman, like my basic duty as a woman to have a baby. And I can't even do that. Like that's so harsh on oneself. So I I feel like we're not alone in the struggle. And me spending a year trying to get pregnant was so painful for me. I have so much appreciation for people who struggle with that. My other answer is I prayed so hard to get that baby. I struggled so much. I really wanted that second baby. Like I was so excited to have her. And when I was sleep deprived because I had a brand new baby and every infant item, every single infant item has a death warning. They're like, this tiny piece of plastic could kill your baby. Or like you flip down the visor in your car and it's airbag can kill your baby. Or just it's a toy. This might cause death. So like the combination of being sleep deprived and the dramatic hormonal shifts and just like my body recovering from like the marathon of giving birth. I was terrified she was going to die. Just terrified to the point where I kept checking on her that she was still breathing. I put my face really close to her to see if she was still breathing. I kept checking. Is she alive? Is she breathing? They're like, you can't sleep with your baby. You might roll over your baby. You can't put your baby in a crib because SIDS is crib death. Just like I was just surrounded by death warnings and I felt like I couldn't win. Anyways, I kept waking her up when I was checking on her to breathe. <laughs> I just kept waking her up. I, this, it wasn't good for her. It was obviously not good for my mental health. And I eventually paid for hypnotherapy. And in one session, I stopped obsessing. Just one session it took to stop obsessing. But before that... I I just was worried she wasn't breathing. I said a little prayer. Please, God, show me my baby's still alive without me waking her up. And then she farted. (laughs) And I was like, thank you. It's an answer to a prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I just really needed that baby to be alive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Thank you for those experiences. And then you shared some advice for a young mother starting out on her journey, but do you have any other advice? Yeah, I definitely have lots of advice for young mothers to the point where it's almost overwhelming. Maybe I should write a book, Sheridan. I never thought about that. The The number one advice I'd give to young women just starting out on their mothering journey is I, believe it or not, sometimes got overwhelmed with the level of responsibility of being a mother. And at those times where I'm like, I can't get out of bed right now, or I can't get out of bed to help the baby right now, or I can't breastfeed at this moment. I just really reflected on the prayers I made to even get the chance to have the baby. You know what I mean? Like I, I just really reflected on like, oh yeah, I really wanted this baby because when you're sleep deprived, it's easy to go down this to a dark place. And then the other thing I find not just me, but a lot of new mothers overcorrect their husbands 
So I'm not saying be 100% obedient, 100% agreeable. I'm neither agreeable or obedient. I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying maybe take it down to 10%. So I really see a lot of young moms like snip, snip, overcorrecting of he woke up the baby this way and I wanted him to wake up the baby this way. It's just, okay, now just take it down a notch. <laughs> Realize you just had a baby. You're in a primal place. You're not in prefrontal cortex place where you're planning ahead. You're in a primal place where every move feels like it's going to hurt the baby. If your husband does things slightly differently, it feels like he's going to destroy the baby's life, but he's not. He's there to help you. So I'm just saying, say thank you nine times out of 10 and then save their correction for the one out of 10. So all I'm saying is when a husband wraps the baby differently than you, when the husband picks a different nap schedule than you, take a deep breath. Thank you for wrapping the baby. Thank you so much for loving me so much and loving this baby so much. Would it be okay if I showed you the way I like to wrap the baby? You know what I'm saying? Just try to slow yourself down, slow yourself down a lot and really reach out to all the women or all your people around you to support you emotionally. Brand new moms tend to isolate so much. So as a, a pre-postnatal teacher, I would get every single person's number and call them and say, we missed you on Wednesday <laughs> because I'm like, are you okay? Do you need anything? And if then they said, I'm actually sick or the baby's sick, I'd say, okay, our class is going to have a non-denominational inoffensive prayer about your problem. So, you know, in, in yoga, you start with an intention setting. You sit in child's pose and you set an intention for peace or prosperity or whatever. I'd say set your intention and include so-and-so whose car is broken down, that their car is fixed or, or whatever. And so I was really interested in building a community. I feel like postpartum depression is real. It's real. And there are things you could do to support a mother. Some, there are brand new mothers who sometimes die by suicide. And I really want to prevent that as much as possible. I really want to prevent that deep loneliness people feel, even if they don't go to that depth. And so I would like to call it like almost like vitamin community. Find some vitamin community for yourself. Find people to support you. It will help you to raise your mental health overall. So I have like a basic five list. Have I taken a shower? Have I eaten? Am I sleeping? Am I exercising? Have I called a friend? I put one on each finger, my five things. So those five things don't quote cure depression, but they can support you in the moment. And I put them in that order because they're things that are easiest to hardest for me. So it's like shower is easy. Just hop in the shower. I put the baby in like a baby holder, hop in the shower. I could see her through the, the shower curtain. So uh, I used to be afraid to let her sleep while I took a shower. So I made sure to see her. Number one, shower. Number two, eaten. It's so easy to stop what you're doing, eat something. It's easy to forget to eat for some reason. <laughs> Sleeping is something that's a challenge, but I can try to put myself on a schedule as much as possible. But that's harder to do in the exact moment of feeling overwhelmed. And then the next one is exercise. It's pretty hard to exercise <laughs> with a baby. I have a postnatal exercise program online that's five minutes a day. 
to repair abs and pelvic floor. It's reconnectionablad.com. You can actually do it from your bed. So two weeks after you give birth, you could do five minutes a day in your bed and it will repair abs and pelvic floor. And then number five is call a friend. I put that one last because I like to try to do everything I could do for myself before calling a friend. So instead of just totally venting on someone who's going to tell me to do the first four, I try to do the first four first and then call a friend. And then on top of that, my memory is so bad when I'm stressed or when I'm triggered. I have a literal list printed on my wall of friends I can call. I have an emergency contact list of friends I can call. It, it includes Sheridan Ripley, by the way, my emergency I'm contact <laughs> list. Yeah. Of if I'm having a hard time, I can call these people. Orchid went on to explain an amazing program that she developed for postpartum moms. And I'm going to have that on next week's podcast. So definitely come back next week. Here's the conclusion from our conversation. Can you let people know where they can find you um, online and find your program and all the good stuff? I'd love it if you follow me on Instagram and you could see my whole journey. Like you could see my six-year-old, you could see my stand-up. And then my 21-year-old likes his privacy, so you won't see a lot of him. But my little six-year-old is a little performer. She's really cute. She's still, just really imagine what it was like for me to have a 15-year-old who's like, get out of my face, mom, (laughs) and a brand new baby. (laughs) So you can know that I am living it up with the matching outfits right now, just living it up with the, I'm the, like, I know it's going to go away because I have two kids, but with my little one, like admiring me and wanting to be a mini copy of me, I'm living it up, man. I'm living it up. So I feel like my Instagram is a pretty fun place to watch. Also, I'm about to shoot a stand-up comedy special. So you can look out for that. And then orchidcameron.com is like the hub of everything I do. I do one-on-one coaching as well as my stand-up when I'm going to show up in your town. So what's cool about that is I could, let's say I show up to wherever you live you could come to my yoga class in the morning, or you can come to my stand-up at night, or you could just be a super fan and do both. And then if you want to add me on Facebook, please add me on Facebook. Just make sure to include a, a direct message saying you met me through Sheridan's podcast. Just let me know. Uh-huh. So uh, yes, yeah, so you can add me on Facebook, Instagram, and then to find my ab repair and my pelvic repair program. It's called reconnection because you're connecting your pelvic floor muscles or reconnecting yourself to your own breath or reconnecting yourself to your own life. Reconnection, AB as an abdominal, lab as in like we're going to the lab to do a science experiment, reconnectionablab.com. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast today and sharing your experiences and your wisdom. And I will link in the show notes to all the different links you talked about where they can find you. That's exciting. Thank you so much for having me, Sheridan. Thank you for being my friend. And also thanks for being my teacher. I've taken a lot of your courses and I've gotten so much value from it. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you have an experience that you want to share about the spirituality of pregnancy or birth, please contact us. We love having guests on the podcast, or if you prefer to just write up your experience, we are happy to share it on our blog or on Instagram. And also, please share the podcast with your friends. This is how the word gets out that 
birth and pregnancy can be spiritual. The podcast and our book is one of the greatest ways to share that, as well as, of course, you sharing your experiences with your friends. Visit thegiftofgivinglife.com. Currently, our newsletter subscribers get free access to our online class, which is growing. And if you want more inspiration, of course, you can always buy The Gift of Giving Life on Amazon, either for yourself or it makes a great gift for any woman you know. Have a great week and know that you are loved.